0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, December 2nd, 2012. Reclaiming Christmas, The Lists.
1: Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm
0: Alan Jones.
1: And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, we thank you so much for today. It's a day where we can freely worship you and praise your name without any fear of retribution, Lord. Make us bold in that. God, as we take a look at reclaiming Christmas, open us up and speak to our hearts as we take a look at all the lists. We pray this in your most holy and precious name. And everybody gathered said... Amen. So today is
0: the first Sunday of Advent, the season in the church when we prepare our minds and our hearts and our souls for Christmas. This year we're preparing by reclaiming Christmas, by making sure Christ is in our Christmas, making sure Jesus is at the center of all we do this Christmas season. And so this morning we're going to do that by focusing on the lists. You know, all those lists that we have during this time of the year, baking lists, buying lists, decorating lists, to-do lists, you name it, chances are there's a list for it. Out of curiosity, we did a little um, internet research, we like to do that, and, um, and I just typed in Christmas list, a little Google search, and I've got, I have got like half a billion, 508 million, half a billion hits in, in, in a fifth of a second. That's mind-boggling, isn't it? Yeah. Now, you know, all kind of Christmas lists in this short period of time. I had a, a list. Actually, it was images of Christmas lists. That was interesting. Uh, we got some uh, Letterman's Top Ten Christmas uh, listy things. That's where we got the idea for that thing. And uh, Christmas organizing lists, Christmas shopping lists, lists for teens, top Christmas movie lists, top Christmas Song lists. The list goes on.
1: So we're going to take a look at one of these lists. We took a, we did a little research on the 100 greatest Christmas songs.
0: Yeah. According
1: to WCBS FM, whoever they are, wherever they are, it was very interesting what we found. Now, does anybody have any thoughts on what the number one Christmas song is? White Christmas by
0: whom? By
1: Bing, Bing Crosby. That is the number surprise, one really. on that list. Not a surprise. Well, how about number two?
0: <laughs> how many say Chipmunk Song? You know, you guys are as sharp as the last. Con- I mean, it's incredible how sharp everybody is today. Who would have guessed that though? If you didn't know, if you—I'm sorry—if you hadn't peeked, how how many would have guessed? Yeah. That's what we were surprised to. It's my turn, isn't it? Yeah. So if you go on down the list there, number three, Rudolph. Number four, I saw Mommy. Very, is it? A, okay. Uh, Kissing Santa Claus and Jingle Bell Rock. Number five, the list goes on. Here's what was really, I'm not sure surprising is the right word, but a little disturbing. We had to go all the way down to number nine before we had any song that had any hint even of Jesus in it. And that song was Little Drummer Boy. And I say hint because its if you look in the scripture, it's not a, you know, I never saw a drummer boy in the stable like the song says, but at least it refers to him, Jesus, and to Mary, his mother. So at least it's a little closer than jingle bell rock to a Jesus thing. That's number 30, or it's number 9. It's not then from 9 until number 30 that we get another with even a hint of Jesus in it, the song, Do You Hear What I Hear. Again, it's not, I'm not sure how absolutely scripturally based it, but it does talk about a baby, we'll assume it's Jesus, sleeping in the night, the one who will bring goodness and light. Yeah.
1: So it's not until number 33 do we get to Silent Night. 33 is Silent Night, and then at 67 we have another little drummer boy done by somebody else, and at 76 we have another Silent Night recorded by somebody else, and that is it. In the top 100 greatest Christmas songs, according to WCBS-FM, We have two little drummer boys, two silent knights, and a a "Do you hear what I hear?" Absolutely incredible! I mean, Grandma got run over by a reindeer was number (laughs) twenty. Wow. Okay, and so there's one that I think that we just we are out of the loop. We are out of the loop.
0: we, We saw this online, and then. Randomly on Facebook yesterday I saw a mom talk about how her son just loves this song. I'm going, oh, wait a minute. I I saw that song in our research and I've never heard of it. So before. at number
1: forty-four is
0: Dominic the Italian donkey. How many know that song? Man, we are so out of the loop.
1: We're gonna go home and look that one up.
0: Does it have Jesus in it? Okay. Okay, we're resting our case. Huh?
1: There's a cartoon about it. Wait a minute. i got to ask this
0: one because there was another So I'm going to go back to number 10. ¿Dónde está, dónde, está, uh, ¿Dónde está Santa Claus? Do you know that song? And I'm not picking on you, but I know you speak Spanish, and that sounded Spanish. How many know ¿Dónde está Santa Claus? Oh, wow, you got it. I mean, that was at number 10. I go, wow, I mean, I'm so out of the loop. But here, how about the last one there? this Well, is
1: a, this at number 90. Now,
0: this is your favorite, right? Because you love this animal.
1: Chrissy the Christmas Mouse.
0: How many have that one? How many have that one? No. We're not that far out of the loop. Okay, okay so
1: five out of 100 songs have to do something about Jesus, and two of them are repeats.
0: Five percent. Actually, 3%. Unbelievable. You know, we really shouldn't be that surprised, though. And the reason I say that is because, um, you know, Christmas, we make a lot of lists. Does anybody here make at least a list at Christmas? Let me see your hands. I'm not going to shoot you. Come on.
1: Or it could be a mental list.
0: Mental list. A list of gifts you're going to get somebody else. A mental list of what you got to get done at the house. Lists. Lists are part of the season. But the truth is, I think, very few of those lists have a whole lot to do directly with Jesus. Ah, boy, it got quiet here, didn't it? Um, you know, I'm just thinking about the list. Gift list, wrapping list, shopping list, grocery list, baking list, decorating list, meal list. Uh, you, know, you got uh, family coming in, who's sleeping where list. The list goes on. We end up with a list of lists. Yeah. And the challenge, as I said, is um, very few, of the, if any of these lists really have a whole lot directly to do with Jesus. It's, it's easy to get caught, so caught up in making our lists, making sure we got our list covered, that we kind of can lose track of Jesus in the whole process. Um, e- even the Christmas card list, uh, if you send cards, um, I notice a lot, a lot of the cards have a whole lot, lot more to do with Christmas than with Christ.
1: Well, we're talking to ourselves as well as everybody here today. Um, We have lists at church. Our staff puts together lists. We have song lists and worship planning lists and decorating lists and lists of the things that we have to pack up and take to (laughs) reading lists and (laughs) lots and lots and lots of lists. So even when you're on a church staff and you're working for Jesus all the time, it's like, you really, sometimes it's easy to get caught up in that and miss the one who it's really all about.
0: Mm. If we look in the scriptures, there's a really important list that does include Jesus. We find it in the book that Matthew wrote about Jesus' life, the first, the first book in the New Testament, uh, the Gospel of Matthew first chapter of that book, uh, verses 1 through 17, the NIV, New International Version of the Scripture, the subtitle for this section, it calls it the Genealogy of Jesus. This is a list that traces basically Jesus' um, family tree from Abraham all the way to the stable. Some familiar names on this list, uh, you know, uh, includes... um, uh, uh, Abraham, as we said, and Abraham's son, Isaac, and Isaac's son, Jacob, who was later renamed after wrestling with God, renamed Israel. Well, you know that name, Israel. A whole <laughs> nation was named after him. And one of his sons, his, he had 12 sons, the 12 tribes of Israel, one of them, Judah. <laughs> uh, and the land that was given to him is actually the land out of which Jesus would later come. Uh, interesting name on the list, uh, uh, some people probably be surprised by this, being in the lineage of Jesus, there's the name of a prostitute, Rahab, who was a, a heroine as she uh, saved the, uh, helped save the Israelis when she uh, helped two spies hide on her rooftop there in Jericho. It was Rahab's son, Boaz, who later married a young lady named Ruth. Maybe you know the Ruth story in Scripture. And then uh, they, uh, she gave birth to a guy named Obed, who then his wife gave birth to Jesse. And Jesse and his wife gave birth to uh, many boys, the youngest of which was named David, King David. Interesting lineage, isn't it? Yeah, quite a plan.
1: Well, Matthew wrote his account of Jesus' life for a Jewish audience. That's pretty important. In fact, it's very important because it traces Jesus' lineage, lineage in three stages. The first stage begins with Adam, the founding father of, of the... Or, did I... Who did Is I say? Adam. Oh, Adam. Man, yeah. I meant Abraham. Excuse me. Thank you. That's Ab- going to be important later. Yeah, though. it I will be. That. Abraham... <laughs> the founding father of the Jewish people. And then 14 generations later, we get to David, the nation's greatest king. So that's the first stage. The second stage traces the downfall of the nation of Israel to the point where Jerusalem is taken over by Babylon and many of the Israelite people are exiled into a foreign country. And then the third stage... Once again, 14 generations later, leads to Jesus. Jesus, the Savior of the world, the one who died for every single one of us, who gives us all second chances, who forgives us, who brings us rescue and freedom and restoration.
0: Another gospel writer, gospel means good news, another writer of the good news of Jesus, Jesus' story, was Luke. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the New Testament, and Luke also had a a list in his account of Jesus' life. His list though wasn 't right up front; it comes in the third chapter he He offers us that after the baptism of Jesus after at about age thirty, Jesus is baptized to begin his ministry and again, this list is a genealogy the uh, uh, Jesus family tree but and this is why I, I said the right. Adam thing because Uh, And rather than um, uh, starting with Abraham Luke takes this family tree all the way back to Adam you see where Matthew was writing for a Jewish population so it was important to hearken back to Abraham the father of Judaism for Luke it was important to unite all humankind and so therefore take us back to the one who started it all the father of all nations and that would be Adam, the father of the entire human race.
1: Wow. And so these lists, these genealogies are really crucial for us as we reclaim Christmas. And here's why. They force us to in, to re- consider the fact that the birth of Jesus isn't some random act it's not something that god the father dreamed up in a few weeks or months or even years but these lists remind us that the entrance that god's entrance into the world as the person of jesus the christ was a long planned happening centuries in the making from virtually the beginning mm.
0: and these lists also remind us of the hundreds hundreds of Old Testament prophecies, prophecies that they prophesied of a coming Messiah, the one who would be the Savior. These prophecies looked ahead. God gave us, gave them the, the, what was coming long before it happened. It reminds us that they were fulfilled in the birth of Jesus in that stable in Bethlehem. And again, that reminds us that this birth was long planned. And so those Old Testament prophecies weren't just wild guesses. They weren't just random thoughts. They weren't just idle dreams. These prophecies were given to the prophets by God, plan in hand. Centuries before it was fulfilled, Jesus didn't just show up. As we encourage you to just show up. That's not how it worked with Jesus. His birth was carefully orchestrated, magnificently planned over many millennium. The work of an all-knowing, all-loving, all-powerful God who came to seek and save the lost. A God who desires a personal relationship with each and every one of us through his son, Jesus the Christ.
1: So now back to our lists. You know, our message today is not that lists are unimportant. One of my top spiritual gifts is, is administration. You know what that means? List maker. I'm like the queen of lists. I have lists and lists and lists. But here's the thing about that. Well, first of all, planning is important. Don't go home and tear up your list. You know, God is a God of order, not a God of chaos. And lists help us with that. But it's important in the midst of our lists to reclaim Christmas. To because it's easy to forget in the craziness of these next few weeks, you know it. And people sometimes I get around people and they make me crazy because they're crazy. We just need to step back. Really, I mean you've been you say around. that one again. <laughs> Try to be calm and peaceful because God is a God of peace. Jesus Christ came to bring peace. And hope into the world. And so it's important in the midst of our lists to keep Jesus part of them.
0: Mm -hmm. Jesus, the reason for the season. Keeping the Christ in Christmas. So the question then is, how do we do that? Maybe what we do is revise our lists a little bit. For example, maybe our baking list. Who is it that we need to remember to bake something for not the people we do every year, and I'm not saying take them off, but in addition, who is it that we need to bake something for just to share God's love in a practical way with somebody who absolutely doesn't expect it? Maybe somebody who doesn't even deserve it. You know, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a just an acquaintance, or maybe it's somebody you don't even like that much. That would be a real surprise, wouldn't it? That would definitely be God-centered. And, and the thing is, if we pray... Uh, I encourage you to pray about who is it that needs a baked good from me, from you. But let me warn you, if you do that, you might be surprised with the answer you get. And it might be a delivery that's a little uncomfortable. But it's probably because that person needs uh, some of God's love in a practical way, and you're the one that's been called on to deliver it for whatever reason God knows better than we do. It gives you an opportunity to be the hands and feet of Christ in the midst of your baking this holiday season
1: likewise our gift list we have an opportunity to provide gifts for needy families this Christmas or to support uh, Koshi's kids over in India uh, by contributing toward book bags but who is it that God is laying on your heart to maybe go the extra distance for and it doesn't even mean monetarily I can't talk today gifts that cost money how about a gift of just, you know, ministering to somebody, just showing up, just saying hello? You know, on the Internet, there was something that went viral. There was a New York City policeman who walked in. Yeah, some of you have seen that, who saw a homeless person, and he gave them a gift of boots and a coat. Who is God prompting you to reach out to? God is prompting us. God is prompting us. The question is, are we listening? Are we tuned in? Who do we need to give a gift to? Whatever that gift looks like.
0: Well, how about when we're decorating? Good. We know someone who might need some help with their decorations. I know the last thing you need is one more thing on your to-do list. But um, what would happen if we open ourselves up to God's leading, open ourselves up to helping someone who really needs it, helping them by sharing God's love in a practical way.
1: Many of us have been praying for Fawn Stoms and her children, Alexa, Alexis and Chad. And um, her husband, Dave, was killed in a car accident about four weeks ago. They're part of this church, and it's mm. been a very sad thing. But there's been some... Well, plus
0: she's been living basically in the hospital for that been. month. She has
1: been. But you know what? God is at work. Lexi's doing well. She's improving every day. But we saw on the Internet recently, Fawn just posted, who did it? There is somebody who went to her house and decorated the outside of her house for Christmas. Now, that's an incredible gift. It took a little bit of time. Now, that was more about uh, showing God's love. Than lights, I guarantee you that she felt love by that simple random act of kindness. What is it? Who is it that God's calling you to reach out to? So, the next list that we want to talk about is who is it that God is reaching or calling you to reach out to? as far as inviting them to church we said last week that this is the time when people are more receptive to that invitation and we'll just show up more than any other time of the year but why wait until christmas eve how about starting now make a mental list or write a list of who you might invite to worship with you on a sunday morning or for christmas eve
0: you know it's really not that complicated to reclaim christmas we just need to be consciously aware of Jesus and all that we do, to be open to where God's leading, to prayerfully ask God to guide us, to never forget that the purpose of all the gifts and the goodies, all the cards and the carols, all the uh, decorations and celebrations, the purpose of all those is centered and comes about because of one, one thing and one thing alone that 2,000 years ago in a stable in a little town called Bethlehem God came into the world in the person of Jesus Christ. No matter matter what list you have, somehow, whatever list we have, somehow we got to make that a part of it. The most important event in the history of humankind. Uh, We hope that with every list you make this holiday season that you're able to reclaim Christmas by reclaiming Christ. Amen? Amen. That's the good news of the gospel. Let's live it. Let's pray. Most holy God, I just pray that as we open ourselves up to you, well, first of all, that you would give us the strength and courage to open ourselves up. That's a little scary sometimes because we don't know where you're going to lead us. But help us to be open to those opportunities, uh, to put people on our list that we might not otherwise even think of. Uh, Maybe someone we haven't thought of for a while. Maybe somebody we didn't want to think of for a while. Maybe somebody we've been estranged from. Maybe somebody we've had a challenge with. Please help us to reach out through this Christmas season, through our list, through the things we're going to do, baking, decorating, Christmas card, note, email, even a phone call. Please help us. Give us strength and courage to be the hands and feet of Christ as we make sure Christ is at the very center of Christmas and all that we do. We ask these things in the name of Jesus and the power of God's Holy Spirit. All those gathered this morning said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.